I got you. I'll get you an eighth. Oh my God. All right. Sick. Hook you up with my, you know, my boyfriend's friend. We go, we roll up. Everything seems legit. Guy comes out of the house, like everything's cool. Comes up. Uh, I have, like, Eric has a 20 bucks in his hand. Guy has like a bag and he literally just takes the 20 bucks and then just runs. Oh no. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, I was like 35 bucks, whatever. He just runs. And we just watch him just run into the distance. And we're just like, sick yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't even know what to do we just sat there and then like after like two minutes we just bursted out laughing being like we're in fucking philly where do we think we are right yeah now? like what do we think was gonna happen Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, the show that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. You know, we take musicians or promoters or photographers, anyone who's working in the music industry, we bring them on the show and have them tell some of the wildest stories they have with working with bands, whether it's, you know, on the road or in the studio or at a show or something like that. Uh... And then we, we showcase their music throughout all the episodes. You know, we play tunes and uh, uh, we feature bands, all sorts. Of, we I do a show called the Throwback Thursday episode, which should be out later this week. And uh, I also do uh, New Music of the Month episodes, uh, which happen then every last Friday of the month. And uh, yeah, we're always showcasing music here and trying to do the best that we can to, you know, help each other out and uh, make this music scene a support system and just kind of carry each other along the way uh don't forget to like and subscribe rate and review uh follow us on our instagram banecdotes b-a-n-d-e-c-d-o-t-e-s uh if you want to be a guest a part of the show if you want your music featured on the show shoot me an email banecdotes at gmail.com uh, yeah, and if you want to support the show, uh, hit me up. We got some t-shirts. Actually, I just got one t-shirt right now, but I've been floating some ideas out there on the Instagram. You tell me which one you like more. I I, I put up a, it's a, like a spoof on the man, uh, man Overboard Defend Pop Punk uh, spoof, like shirt that they were selling. It's a Defend Podcast. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty funny gimmick. And then I also uh, made a stereotypical like hardcore shirt with like the, uh, varsity letters that just says anecdotes and and then I'm on the back just like a typical you know how like most hardcore shirts have like a you know like a crowd shot uh I, I had my wife take a picture of me like yelling into the to the podcast <laughs> mic so we got some silly ideas for t-shirt designs here on anecdotes you just let me know whether or not that they're cool uh you, someone even tossed me the idea of the, like the artwork that you see when you pull up the podcast of like the dollhouse so like on fire and everybody partying as like a t-shirt. Would that be cool as a t-shirt? I don't know. You let me know. Hit me up in the DM. Shoot me an email. You know how it goes. So this week I have Jameson Barry. He's a great guest. He's playing bass in a brand new band called Losing Sight. They're based out of London, but he's actually mainly a promoter out of London. So he's always bringing bands and stuff coming out of uh, London, Ontario. It's a it's a pretty big stop in the circuit. Uh, if a big band comes to Toronto, it's not totally out of character for someone to just go out of their way to hit up London because they, they got a lot of people there. It's a, it's a really big, it's like a student city. It's, there's a lot of 
people who are go there uh, and flood the city when the school's on. So I'm, I'm really stoked that I get to sit down and talk with him. He also has done like touring with bands as like a, like a merch guy. He's even just done some driving. He's an all around. He's got tour tips up his sleeve and uh, we really get into it. We talk about skateboarding, tour tips, uh, golf, I think at one point. It's a good episode. We're going to start the show off with a tune by Losing Sight. Here's their tune, Never There. Good afternoon, Jameson. Uh, how's it been? It's been a while since we've seen each other. I think the last time I think I saw you was probably that show with Helbet and Spill Your Guts when we came through in London. How you been? Good, man. I'm very good. It's good to see you, too. It's uh, even nice to see you over the computer. I know, you know eh? Regardless. Uh, is, was that before or after the house show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we've uh, Cinder played like a house show. Like- it was close. They were definitely close together, but yeah, I was like, I think that was at the old foam dome there. Is there, do they have any shows? Go, they're not even a venue anymore nowadays. No, no. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's a few of the glue guys that have kind of left out. I've kind of got their own spots now, whatever. Uh, done stuff. But I know like they probably still jam there. It's still, I mean, around here, we're not really going too crazy with house shows and stuff well, like i mean that yeah shows in general so, well yeah exactly and like a few people were like well maybe host shows are coming it's like well it's just as bad if not worse right so um it was already like really sweet to be able to do it there without ever you know getting shut down like they have an amazing record for that great area for it 
So you was blessing you'd want to do is risk it now, especially right beyond, you know, the government and everything else, all these rules, which yeah. are good rules. They're, they're important. So everyone needs to follow it. And yeah. For sure. Uh, so I've let the listeners know what you do, but tell us in your words, what you do for the music community. I mean, I don't know how many years it's been from going to shows to buying merch to supporting at the local end. But ultimately, as far as uh, actually like contributing, I've been doing, you know, posters since I was like 16, if not before that um you know here and there and i've just slowly gradually moved in and you know doing friends logos or album art or whatever and then decided hey that's what i want to do for a living went to school for graphic design and then obviously realized there's no money in doing stuff for friends but i continued to do that and then amongst that you know making friends and hopping in the van and you know selling merch across the country uh, multiple times and then learning from there and, and you know learning how uh shitty some promoters are <laughs> and how good some promoters are so then once i kind of landed on my feet got, you know got the good job got some money it was like hey i want to you know start throwing shows based upon the fact that i used to hate some promoters and i love some promoters so it'd be nice to help out friends and touring bands and stuff like that by having stuff in london and uh yeah so i started you know doing the shows there amongst and then, you know, I met so many people doing merch around here, there and everywhere up and down the 401 many, many times. So uh, it's easy for, you know, everyone that kind of like sticks around in the scene, either they start into bands or they still go to shows or they still do whatever. So it's really nice to be able to like, hey, I need this band to have a show in, you know, Kingston or wherever it may be. And I, you know, you know, a guy. So it's really nice to be able to do that. Um, and then, yeah, over time, it's become now of staying here, staying kind of planted and, you know, bringing bands over and, you know, being that good promoter, being a good stop on a, whether it's a tour or a run or just a whatever show. Um, and yeah, just tried to be a supporter and turn it into, you know, making everyone look good and uh, have good shows. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, but now you're, you're playing in a new band, uh, losing sight, like you and a few locals, uh, from London that just started that out and you guys just released fear of death, like a crushing EP. Uh, so you're playing bass in that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, long as I, I always wanted to play guitar, never, you know, couldn't hatch onto it and never really, you know, got past that stage of stop learning cover songs and whatever. So, picked up the bass was like hey this is easy you know fooled around with it for a long time and never actually played obviously there was very very many times i was in jam spaces and would always pick it back up and kind of fool around with guys whatever so it wasn't i wasn't very strange to it and then obviously COVID hit and uh it kind of became one of these things where matt and i were our guitarists were sharing you know a lot of like just back and forth with music and we're just going back down this whole old metalcore train and just did all the stuff that kind of got us where we are and uh he started kind of writing you know some songs and stuff like that said he was trying to get the band together you know you should help out and i kind of sat down with him, you know started arranging his songs the next thing you know i was just like hey just you know be in the band and i'm like okay whatever you know i had money burning a hole in my pocket because i'm not buying shirts or booking losing money on shows so i'm like hey let's turn a few you know 
couple couple uh couple hundred dollars here and there and buy a rig and build all that back up and as soon as i started looking around and started doing it you know i fell back in love with it um plus you know having the grown-up adult status where you're like hey i'm gonna actually buy an sdt because i can afford it mm-hmm. um and it's super nice to be able to do that so all of a sudden you have like you know it just your your, your tone and everything kind of comes together now it's just because you have the money you're not constantly searching or getting deals or whatever it may be um Plus, we have a big advantage of he has a studio in his basement, which is also our jam space. So everything was already there. Um, you know, finance-wise, is like we're a really, really budget DIY band because of our unique kind of talents and the way we are. Like, obviously, I can design everything and run all of the social media poorly at that because it's weird, but it is what it is. And then we just, you know, do what we can DIY and it's turned out to be like, hey, we can actually, you know, be a band and do things. And then obviously going forward, I never wanted to be a promoter that books his own band, but it is what it is. And I'm always going to do the opening slots. And honestly, around here, it was like, every time we got a show, it was like, oh, okay, Pulse Fire, can you play? It was like, no, we're, we're on tour. Okay, fine. Hey, I guess Underwire is going to play. Oh yeah, right. I'm having them on a show next month. <laughs> so it was a constant, like, who's from London that can A, sell tickets and, you know, B, just pull out some people early right so then i then falsifier exceeded that opening slot i was tired of you know i'm tired of having underlier open every show you know you know you start to feel bad having just putting the same bands in the same position so mm-hmm. i'm like hey i'll take it I'll, i don't care and then you know being the end goal it's like hey yeah guess what i want to play in front of like open promotionless white or whatever that whatever trendy random metalcore band is if i can grab that 12 minutes before them and squeeze myself on there to play and you know not really start some shit but like have a big pit it goes were always the funnest shows when i was a kid or when we were younger when you know you'd have the the band that had no business being on that bill but also does right and that's why i don't really want to call us a hardcore band or anything like that like we're not doing we're not bringing anything to the table we're not doing anything we're not we're not trying to be anyone we're not um just because we want to play shows uh more so on that side of things you know i'd rather play into like the more realms of everyone's kind of more open whereas in hardcore it's like oh you're just you just sound like this band i'm like well like that's that's that's, that's fine but you know and it, it, it's different too all of our bands come or, or we all come from different um that are kind of like musical backgrounds where we listen to stuff right like gregor drummer is more you know in line with the more generic stuff but at the same time he also likes the gent stuff so he has the groove kind of element right whereas i come very much so from more of a hardcore and every time i die more of a rock feel and that is more of an really wanted to write this beatdown style of stuff so it's like it evolved into this kind of whatever it is right now um but i would never mark it down as a hardcore band because that's there's tradition in that and uh yeah we just want to play metalcore songs and play breakdown so yeah have fun sinner sinner often finds herself in like in the same boat where we're like we can play with hardcore bands but we can play with metal bands because we kind of just you know we don't know we call ourselves a black and hardcore band but i think at the end of the day we're just like more so just like a metal band we got breakdowns we you know you know like it's it's just we're we're happy to be playing music and we're happy to be playing with everybody i guess that's exactly right and uh that's part of the reason why i didn't want to we don't want to narrow you don't want to narrow yourself into a corner whatever like yeah you can call it metallic hardcore but it's like that's just like literally like a bunch of letters in between of metalcore right like Mm -hmm. 
people like drag that out we can sit here and say like oh there's no cleans it's like whatever man like <laughs> parkway drive didn't have cleans and they're literally god tier of metal court so it's yeah like, what do you want to argue about and it's like yeah we don't like rip as much but it's like the breakdowns and everything else and it's like we have an extra string on our instruments I would never say I could play in a four-chord <laughs> band with a four or a five-string bass. I can't. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. Like it doesn't <laughs> sit right with me. We're down tuned. Like it just, it's different, right? So, I would rather, like you're saying, be like whatever. I know that people get calls, whatever the hell you want. But uh, you know, I'm I, as far as anything. I would even say like for yeah, for center, I would mark you down as metal. But at the end of the day, it's like if you got mosh parts, then there's the core aspect. Yeah. Coming from. You know, like that's all that matters, and yeah, like it, it would be good. And honestly, like your, you know, your st- this style of center is is almost inspiring because it's like you're not going to anyone's you know realm. You're not trying to latch on or anything like that. But then, like when you hit a group section, it's almost surprising. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's hard to have that contrast, and we struggled with that. Where it's like, oh wait, we just wrote four more songs and basically put them together, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I I I think it sounds great. Uh, but do you guys have any plans for the like uh, rest of the year now that like uh, Fear of Death is out and now that the restrictions are slowly easing up? I mean, we'll see. Yeah, Unless there's rules. Um, I, I, the only way I, I would do a show now, obviously, I get asked this like once a week. It's like, oh, is there any plans or whatever? Maybe if I had a good enough generator, or if I had the space, or if we had some something to do outside, shout out friction to what they've been doing. Um, that's what's up, and like that's how you do it, and that's how we have shows right now. Um, the outdoor thing, like you know, when to go into facts, the transitions hella low outside, so. <clears throat> it's fine you know like that's how the states is getting away with all these giant football games and stuff like that it's like they're outside they're outside man there's not much you can do so if i was to do a show i'd want to do that but now it's we're in canada and it's cold and it's gonna rain mm-hmm. um when they want to plan to do that look at florida like that huge festival just got canceled because it rained too much not because mm-hmm. of covid because it rained too much which is super ironic <laughs> so it's that it's super hard to organize plus i would hate to organize something and then cancel it get everyone's host up and then cancel it i also want to make sure everyone can have as much fun as possible i want to make sure everyone can jump on each other's shoulders onto each other's heads and have zero consequence of that it's already hard enough mm-hmm. to have venues across you know in our country or in a province that allow us to jump on each other's heads and don't get mad at that and it's taken a while for you know london to happen like that even everyone tells me until i started you know coming around and being friends with security guards and actually being like you know everything's okay and moshing was weird around here for a bit and it was like it, it, and it's just a matter of you know with people understanding and you know the, the, the talking to everyone instead of just the angst of it all so when this comes back and people are jumping on each other and whatever to a blind security guard, they're like, you can't be doing this. And we're just having fun. So there's that extra added. It's also unhealthy, not mm-hmm. too unsafe. Right. Um, and plus like think you just got to have, you just got to sit back and think about it. Like anyone that's been to a musical show or anything like that, that's been over a thousand people, the washroom line is fucking insane. So <laughs> you do, two people at a time in there that you're never going to go. Mm-mm. You try and have an organized bar line at a sold out show. Good luck. You have to put in twice as much security. The overhead for every show is like a riskier and twice as high because you have to have security everywhere. You have to have all these partitions. You have to, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. So um, yeah, there's, there's certain companies, live nation that have really pushed <laughs> forward 
to do this just to be first at the punch and it's like what are you doing Mm -hmm. because now you got all those ticket sales months ago by people being like yeah show and now you're like hopefully it happens and then now you have this weird middle zone where people just aren't buying tickets being like if it's gonna happen i'll just buy a ticket over the door or i'll just go um so yeah this whole pre-order thing i think it's kind of slimy too that you're just you know jumping in on this uh non-factor of shows happening that you're like oh since like you know no one's bought tickets in the last month i just put my ticket up right now it'll go so we started aiming for march because i think that's sort of realistic hence comeback kid and stuff like that i was mm-hmm. like you gotta think you know like winter who knows because everyone's cooped up whatever plus shows in the winter always are hit and miss anyways with snow with touring bands and things like that um but as far as us i'm just waiting if the right show comes along and we need to do an opener or i need to stack a show or they say hey we can do anyone that's vaccinated can go to a show fucking right let's go vax fest it is and i take every single band that i want to sit here and play and come through here i can easily pull together eight bands and put it in two weeks if i mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. but like that's the whole thing right i could sit here and plan a show two months ahead that's fine but i could also plan that same show within like three weeks if mm-hmm. i had to Mm-hmm. I know who's jamming right now. I know who's got new songs. I know who's ready to go play shows. Um, and I, we're not the only ones that have COVID bands too. There's so many. Look at Cohesion. Look at Tanner and all Watering Hole 2.0 bands. So yeah, just right. Watering Hole rearranged. We'll <laughs> um, which again, I rearranged that band like years ago, putting Tanner on vocals. Look how that turned out. Yeah. It's super funny, like, just seeing how far they've come, and it's like every single band's better and better. So that's an- another example is there's a bunch of us really eager and really want to do it because we want to get all this stuff off our chest, literally. Um, but you've got to stay patient. So, you know, just as much as we could have a show in a month and it would pop off, it'll pop off just as much or harder in four months, right? Mm-hmm. When, you know, it's like we've waited a year and a half. What's, a, what's, a, what's another half a year? Um, but I also do understand because – up until this all happened, like we went, we were at festivals. It was, it was really like happening. So uh, I've been missing shows, but at the same time, the shows that happened right before we left were, were good. So um, I'm just, you know, just trying to be patient and trying to, you know, just, just keep it chill, especially around here. We do have a lot of rules. So yeah, it'll get shut down. I think it would probably get shut down, but it's like, that's the only way I would feel right about it and be just doing it um i've also had a huge warehouse or something i don't know you need the space so yeah um what got you into hardcore growing up jesus uh probably mark it down as wake the dead come back kid i would uh put it back as far as that uh that's like i would say that's my first hardcore song that i was ever into and is like this is you know one of the 10 on my mp3 player yeah uh, but it's more of for who got me into my babysitter like super super long time ago it was a weird new metal kid you know like the limp biscuit like the lincoln park like the slipknot um i kind of came in my dad is you know punk background rock background but never like never pushed it on me so it's like you know like the deep purple the who the the clash stuff like that was i was always playing in the house um that and like prodigy and weird like techno which is a weird mix but in overall (laughs) it wasn't i wasn't like turned off by alternative music so then when i heard slipknot and like it was whatever but then i heard like wait and bleed and i was like oh they're singing like this is this is easy to grasp and mm-hmm. then it was like from there it was like done with the lincoln park it was easy to sing along with the hooks 
the hooks is what really catches you. And then it was on to like the AFI. And then once I got onto the AFI train and then we, you know, go into Lime Rider, you just download everything by AFI. You all of a sudden you get all these fucking punk songs. Mm-hmm. Like, What's this? And that was very helpful to me. So I would, I, it's hard for me to go between either, either or, but I would say the whole finding AFI and going back on the punk realm with it. I don't know if I'd be, um, as like comfortable going into punk if it wasn't for that band because i realized how different they had changed i'm Mm -hmm. like how could they have done that and it really made me think and then it opened me up to like so many bands just the word hardcore really came from that um because i forget one of the thumbnails was like the cat and it has like the whatever yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean and i was like what does that mean and then it just and then combat kid came up and i was like oh that's a hardcore band i know that band much loud you know it's it, it, it was it was all right there and then from there it was just on to um just just yeah it was it was more of like what was kind of given to me you go to the go to the cd shop i wasn't allowed to buy the limp biscuit cds piss me off probably the reason why they're like my favorite <laughs> band now so it's like it's the randomest things but then it, all of a sudden it like kind of brings you out and then um soundtracks too will get you you know, like when all of a sudden you, you, you got like, you know, much, much louder than you got like cancer bats on there and you're like, oh, okay. And then the cancer bats got hops on like the NHL soundtrack. And you're like, wow, it's crazy, you know? And then you, you start to realize like that world is kind of out there. And once the internet started getting faster and faster and faster, the more you could explore, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're downloading Parkway's Deep Blue or whatever album that was like a week early because you found <laughs> a leak on Has It Leaked? yeah you're like super solid dude do you remember that website that was a website. oh yeah oh yeah oh man i had the membership everything it was super <laughs> crazy right because it was like there was no streaming so you were like yo i'm gonna download this anyway i'm gonna pirate it i just mm-hmm. have to wait for the day to come out so with a week early you're gonna listen to it oh totally so that was big on random things being like i don't know who this band is i'm just gonna try it. i'm gonna download it um you know that whole just downloading every single band and you're not knowing what you're going to get and then obviously every time i popped up um very very early there because of guitar hero Mm -hmm. uh, with the new black right that also was probably a good you know kind of a little bit of a segue too of just you know expanding and being like again like it's weird you know having these bands and and like that's just one song because then you go down the catalog and you're like this band has no business being you know this marketable of a band Mm -hmm. Right. And so then, yeah, it was just a matter of the internet is really what got me into hardcore because I found this little niche there. Um, also seeing terror very young and being like, oh, Air Max's camo shorts and YPs. <laughs> that's, that's the move. And then instantly once I seen that and seeing a Casey strain and seeing like the whole hardcore side of stuff very early, it was like, whoa, this is, this is cool, you know? Um, and then from there though, it was like, I never really liked that. You know, I wasn't, I'm not still not the biggest fan of punk music. I don't know why. <laughs> is what it is like people just like love gulch i'm like this is like it's great you know but it's like it's it's been done it's been done i don't know what to tell you bro yeah. but it's okay um it just happened to cross that line you know so i i i think that like ultimately i found metalcore right which is like the one that i killed the prom queen and the swoops and the hair the under oath like all of you could go down that list of you know the hot topic mm-hmm. band that's really where it set in and that's where Anytime I go back on those songs, it's like, oh, you just, you, you just hits this different realm. Whereas, like, whatever, I listen to an old backtrack song, I'm like, eh, okay, it's cool. <laughs> but, like, you listen to, like, Dead, Dead and Divine or, you know, I, again, Devil Wears Broad or, like, all those bands that just never get old to me. Whereas I find a lot of, uh, when I actually got into, like, hardcore bands, they start to get old. And it's really, really reliant on seeing them. 
seeing them consistently and moshing. The only reason why I'm truly into hardcore is because it is the funnest to mosh to. Oh yeah. Um, that is as simple as it is. I enjoy it. Uh, both, you know, delivering and getting hit. I actually don't, anyone that actually knows me, I try to come as close as I can to hitting someone. Um, <laughs> And so, like, you know, obviously the throwing down thing, it was really big around in London and, you know, falling into it. And it was only, you know, you couldn't get away with it. Even to this day, like, I get, you know, like I get clowned on at Devil's Prada shows. And I'm like, guess what? Like, I've been here for, you know, 12 years. You're not stopping <laughs> now. Um, but that's the thing is that it's accepted. You're not going to get, like, you know, that big guy. I tried a hate breed show or something, like, which has happened many times <laughs> many of my friends who's all got sucker punched at a hate free show anyone that is into hardcore music has like that's the way it is yeah um, you know it doesn't matter how much camel you wear they're still gonna find you but it's like <laughs> it's crazy man like you know like the, the whole hardcore world is uh it's a very it's a cool place so it's a cool place you can get get shit out and you can really release and i fell in love with it for the live side of it uh, as far as listening to it, unless I'm, you know, you know, getting, you know, getting stoked to go to a show or whatever, it's like I find myself not really listening to that. If we want to go genre specific, like too hardcore, like it's very few and far between. When I skateboard, that's a different story. I also do like, you know, it, that's been recent, but again, right. it, it's weird. I'll never, I'll never fake out the fact that like my top bands are not hardcore. Every okay. time I die, it's hardly a hardcore band. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're more of like a like a. They've got like you, yeah. They're hard to. to they're a metalcore band. You're, you're excited for the new record. Obviously, you're excited too for Radical coming out. Was that like Planet Shit? It was weird. It's like I was trying to explain it. It's like almost like a floater 2.0 to me. Mm, sure. Um, yeah. The chant right before the breakdown. It doesn't. It's not that it's kind of structured the same, but it has that feeling. It has that full driving. Like yes, I can keep running this whole song, and then it hits with the breakdown. Or it hits with the, like everyone diving over the barrier to say the words, and the more and more they pull away from the discography, like it, how annoying. I don't know how annoying it could be for them to play floater. Like it would, it's it's a kind of annoying song, right? So <laughs> they but they have to. So yeah. I think that if they could somehow replace a song like that to all this new generation, that was the song for me. Yeah. I was like, you know, it was like, hey, this is the mosher, and it's like it's neat because I had you know. There's a couple people, uh, especially that I'm friends with, that like, just know how much I love that band. So they're like, oh, how come the new album's kind of soft? I'm like, this, the, the, the new album's going to be half damn things and half, like, hot damn. Yeah, like, yeah. It's gonna be, yeah, like, that's actually kind of funny. But, like, it's, it, that's why that band is so good. Um, it doesn't matter how old you get. It doesn't matter what you go through. They haven't changed. Other than like I don't know August Burns Red, they have not conformed to anybody. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's uh, a great example. Or, you could even say the same thing about Attila. Fuck it. Like you know, they get hate on so much. It's not like they went straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ugh. So you know, uh, they just keep playing to the same age. That age grows out of that band, but then a new age comes through. You know? Yeah. And whereas every time I die, I continues to stack on their 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 fan base and then they take bands like candy out the tour like come yeah. on like how cool are you totally right? like, that's the coolest thing yeah that tour that they just announced is awesome it was 68 too yeah i mean like josh is obviously unbelievable yeah it's a pretty amazing like between you know the chariot and let live the bands that those, those two bands have spawned mm-hmm. with fever and that it's pretty cool um it's pretty neat that they, you know, two bands that were like me, you know, pretty, pretty big, just join forces in a weird way and then get each other equally, if not 
way bigger, like, you know, download <laughs> and both bands are three feet. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, so you're a promoter out of London, like you've mentioned. Uh, what's the best gig you've ever booked? Uh, it would have, I have to say the vein sanction, human mouth. Uh, and then I think Fragment and Lapsaria opened, but that was at EVAC. It was like a 90 cap room. I think I put 125 people in there, maybe more with fans and yada yada included. And yeah, yeah, but get in here. Um, that was pretty crazy because I had to book two shows at that building with a couple of the people to kind of warm up to them because I knew this was looming because mm-hmm. Rum Runners was under construction um, and the construction was being delayed. We're not getting the show. And it was like, that was going to be the first show back. And as it, you know, was like a couple of months out, you can kind of tell, I mean, like, this isn't going to happen. So I'm like, oh, shit, I got to find a new venue. And not only do I have to find a venue, I have to find a venue that might get destroyed and is not <laughs> going like, to cost me a ton, right? Call the offices and open at this point. We are pretty much screwed. Like, I am renting a Legion Hall or a church basement, and I don't want to go through that, you know? I'm not going to go backwards and <laughs> promoting here. So booking a couple of the hardcore shows they obviously did great i paid them out a couple extra like they thank you for the user space you know i have matt I have the audio guy like we're able to kind of make it work it was an empty big room with a concrete floor and a concrete stage perfect um so did this two couple shows and then we did that one and it was obviously great it went it went off it was, it was perfect <laughs> this place got all the holes in the walls and everything and i told them straight up like hey here here's an extra 50 bucks here's everything you let me know if you want me to you know pay for anything and then of course months later we're the reason why they had to shut it down <laughs> they were it's a community orientated place so i was like one of the few people paying them actually a couple hundred bucks here and there to be like hey let me use your spot mm-hmm. uh, plus they like they had the fixed rate of what they wanted to get charges to rent the venue is what they wanted to charge us and i did three shows all at the same cost right is what it is but i would mark that as my favorite show because we had people from all over the province. It was crazy, man. Um, considering I had 100 tickets, I sold the show out in like three days. Uh, I had a blade, you know, the release of tickets. Once we had it all figured out at EVAC, it was like there's 90 tickets on sale. There's 10 going to be 10 at the door. Um, it was just, you know, this, 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 like it made it all work. And it was like financially, it was like literally to the exact dime of it to be like, it, it only makes sense. Like I got to sell at least a hundred tickets and there's, there's a room that can have a hundred people. So it was really cool to just do that. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I also loved when I brought over sanction the first time. Uh, that was really, that was really cool. It's like, I, I take pride in like, you know, Hey, just hitting up random bands, emails or members, emails being like, yo, I see you're having a tour. If you cut across the peace bridge and you come all the way through, I'll save you four hours and you can play a show. I'll give you a couple hundred bucks. Um, Perfect. You know, and people, bands love it. Bands are like, really? And they pull out their math. They're like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I did that with the sanction and with Lumpy, and it, boom, you know, that was the third show or second show, I believe, I did with them. So it's a matter of establishing that connection. That show wouldn't have happened if I hadn't done it the first time. And then, you know, in turn, doing the sanction and Jesus piece, like, would that have happened if I didn't do that other show? Uh, and that's how, you know, starting the hardcore scene is you get that like really good show. And then it, from there, it's like, oh, okay, well, he threw that show or just flyers on, you know, on my Instagram. It's like, that's legit. Bane happened to get really big. That was right when Arizona came out, you know? Uh, so it's getting the, the, the big shows like that show now would do way numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So getting those lineups before is always, always really cool. Um, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, I should have probably thought more about that. But 
even the last time it's probably like the most funny thing so i haven't lost money on a show in a while but losing it on the site persona i, I just love that band mm-hmm. um so i there was no just there wasn't many numbers you could throw at me for to not book that when they did that comeback and you know it's like in hindsight it's like I, no one cares but it's like i do you know so it's like <laughs> I, I had fun and i don't really care mm-hmm. so like that was like seeing those songs and seeing those things. You just never think you would see it again. Right. Um, right. So there's it, it, that. But at the end of the day, it's like pulling over the Born New and the and Sanction and like those couple of bands the first time. And then they come back and then, and then it's the shows that come after the shows that come into, you know, the summer camp email um, or, the, you know, that we start getting offered because we have success in pulling those bands over here and the bands have a good time and the bands want to come back. Um, so to step out of the, you know, bigger, bigger market, i.e. like, you know, like the Amirs and you know stuff like that. And to bring it back to how it used to be when we had counterparts, like I was playing every other show around here because we had a lot of cool bands coming through, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we've kind of been slipping on Ontario. We used to have like the singing fest and the koi fest of, of the summers. And that would spawn a couple little shows mm-hmm. in the summer around, right? Because they'd be leading up to it. Yep. So we don't have that anymore, right? So now you got to like literally reach out to bands. And then it's like, now it's like you're reaching out being like, hey, you want to do a couple of dates? I can hit up, you know, Kyle or whoever up up the 401 and we can maybe work out a couple of free shows. But they're like, who's those? Toronto? And they just want to play Toronto. And you're like, you don't realize it's like, hey man, it's like literally 5 million people there and 200 kids will show up to your show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is that really worth it for you to get a parking ticket and like not, <laughs> you know or not even find a parking spot but you know like just there's, there's a lot of hats in Toronto. i love toronto Obviously, right. you don't have to just play there mm-hmm. that's the whole thing um, there is multiple scenes like we especially when you go to the states everything's more the scenes are more spread out um so for us to have a two-hour gap between you toronto and here it's crazy for them to fathom um, but it's you know this is the same band like a you know like a like a sanction could come through here and pull 200 in each one of these cities right yeah um, and you're going to get people going to both shows which is the other thing so i think it's yeah it's really interesting but yeah to, to go back on the question is uh definitely the sanction bang um if not the sanction is all the first time i brought them over that's cool uh what have been some of your favorite ontario bands within the last couple of years or so uh what's got your attention uh-huh geez uh, as of recently uh cohesion has been you know it's been great i love how they came up i love how that band kind of is pieced together you know i love when knowing people from all different bands and they all just kind of come in and come together cold colors another perfect I, example of that I, yeah i was just gonna say i love that the the brother of the guitarist in uh cold shoulder is in cohesion correct yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so and, cool. he, and then he used to play an uplift right and uplift was a great band and this band sounds nothing like uplift yeah <laughs> like you know nothing obviously i love uplift but it's just i, I it, it's great when bands can play you know or people can play other styles and do mm-hmm. super well um super refreshing uh yeah sort of obviously cold shoulder too good friends Again, all coming from different bands. I used to hang out with Rapper Cadence a ton. Heartless was a great band too. So it's just really nice for a lot to come together. Um, we go down Rust too, I guess. Like, you know, it, it happens to just be all my, you know, all the, not really necessarily my friends, but it is friends because it's like, you know, Tommy's like an incredibly talented person. And I know that firsthand because I've sat there with him writing. We wrote a freaking hardcore EP in like two days. So it's like, it's like little stupid things. Um, 
I know that whatever band he goes with is going to be successful. It's a matter of him finding people that can play to his standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun. Um, and the bands that he played with, you know, especially around here or whatever, it's not that, you know, it's not that anyone wasn't like up to speed or anything like that, but he always just wants to do so much. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, holy crap, man. Cause I'm not like that. Probably why I never playing a band. It's like, it's just <laughs> hard for me to be like, yeah, like I, it's, just, it's crazy. So he's such a ball of energy that, um, any anything he's touched is is, is is great, and plus I know he's doing the ghostwriting. So obviously Rust is on there. Uh, I can't help but shout out Falsifier just because of them actually branching out and going outside, um, not touring around here. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no London in like literally four years. It's kind of insane. They're and super successful. Waiting and waiting and waiting, and it, it just it just goes to show you that it's like they're you know only two or a couple times a year band but they still stay super relevant their, their numbers are great like and they're basically been independent this whole time mm-hmm. Aiden has run that ship and you know all of, obviously they all they'll help but like as far as like a business decisions go it's been like very very lax over there which is super crazy because they're so self you know they're just supported by so many people without the influence of of a label or you know things like that which is which is really nice to see and it's really hard in canada to do that yeah their numbers are way better in the states than they are here and like that's great Mm -hmm. you know you don't don't want to be tragically hit you know it's it's fine (laughs) um uh who else who else i'm trying blanking on kevin's new band from ottawa right now Oh, with the dog dying out. Jesus, I knew it was out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I actually like just wanted. I'm gonna have to listen to it more. I was like, this is again. It's so cool to see all these bands popping up, um, for all these people that you just you know you've known. So it, yeah, it's just it's it's great. Um, who else we got? Friction. Friction has been unbelievable. Shout yeah, man. Anything he touches is amazing. Obviously, you know, I've, I was a big fan of every single one of his bands from Altona to Burnt Out to uh, Spunk. So, you know what I mean? Like, everything he touches is great. It just gets better and better. And this has been, I've seen that, you know, that A, the, co- the cover art is amazing. That artist is unbelievable. Yeah, Way totally. To use them, dude. Way to use them. Like, I've, I've seen his stuff before and I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how accessible that is, which is sweet. <laughs> um and then seeing that album pop up on you know a few blogs few people talking about it i'm like yeah they hit it you know like they hit it which is which is really cool to see because you know i I think uh i think he he deserves it because you know he's been hardcore kid for a long time (laughs) you know and part of the reason why i can't say you know i'm a hardcore kid because i'm just not (laughs) it is what it is um but yeah uh definitely definitely fuck with that ep a lot are you still skateboarding these days so much yeah it's basically what's replaced shows for me now you go to show you know busting me get a, get a, get a, kind of get hit upside the head you know screw your arm off whatever the little injury sits here for a few days you feel like you earned it so it's like skateboarding is straight up like that yeah you go out there for four hours you get exhausted you get sweaty you come home the next day you're like fuck that's it's been nice. It's been able to, you know, and plus I sit here and work, you know, 10, 10, 12 hours a day sitting in my chair, um, you know, at a computer. So I need to stretch the legs. You need to go out, get some sort of activity. Don't play many sports anymore. So um, skateboarding definitely has come back and all of a sudden I'm better than I ever was. Oh, great. That, that's awesome. A little thinking and, a, a board, you know, actually thinking about your board size would help. 
<laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to get back into skateboarding. Do not skate the same board you skated ten years ago. It does not work. It doesn't you work. Do not eh? know what we were thinking. Skating anything under eight is <laughs> unbelievable. Like it's... we skated tiny little boards when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, London has like a really massive skate park, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> we have like three, like or like two pretty big ones like barracks is big but it sucks like it's like it got added on to there's like a new addition so like the old half is just old okay the new half is, is scooters and there's like a pool that's like unrideable because it's so small it's like a mini pool oh interesting dumb but kiwanis is sweet because it's actually like a plaza style but again it's it's not as big it looks a lot bigger than it actually is and again straight up like it's hard to skateboard nowadays at skate parks it's just because of the scooter like, yeah they're going nuts sit here and like, it, it's it's just it's blown up and especially with covid and you know parents looking for any excuse to get the kids out of the house it's a free thing to do i have no it's hard to argue against it <clears throat> other than when you see someone that's like clearly over 20 riding a scooter still you're like bro like, <laughs> basically yeah i i don't know it's, it's tough and it's and it, it sucks too because you know kids run into you you run into people because they're quiet they're like little bees yeah around there um but it's so much fun um i've had a lot of fun skateboarding and then it's like the whole you know culture and everything around i've been sitting on the computer forever so i've always watched skate videos always been in tune to all that i love the culture mm-hmm. um and it's just grown even more part of the reason why i got into design as well guys like todd Petrod, um you know amazing designers out there that uh all you know skateboarding is no boundaries you can do whatever you want right cool. so as far as art goes it's been very inspirational for everything i have tons of art books and like old thrasher mags that i'm doing corporate stuff for you know for work and i'll try and apply some sort of crazy volcomad style <laughs> to it to be like you know give it that cool factor in my all of a sudden clients like this is amazing so it's I'm not, you know, again, I'm, I'm just not like I'm doing anything new. I'm just trying to be like, hey, how did they get away with that? And how can I get away with it over here? Um, so skateboarding has been very, very big in my life. Uh, what's the coolest thing you've ever landed? I don't know. I landed a hard flip this year. That was cool. That's sick. Never, I never thought I could do one of those angles. <laughs> doesn't go that way. Yeah. It's all, the, it's all on the back foot. Like, no, that's so cool. A hard flip? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've done a few cool things, this year, but like there's a few, few things I'm working at, but like, I don't know. I've been getting really good at, uh, you know, some front side flips, shout out anger round. Nice. Been nice. Really good. So on, the, on the hips and stuff like that. Uh, it's been good. I also, you know, just, uh, I'm down to like all the upper you know, almost over anything. So I've been doing a lot of that, that kind of stuff. And it's been, which has been, that really takes a toll on the knees, but it's been cool to like stand up and be like, Hey, this thing's up to my hip and I can somehow, <laughs> that's whatever. rad um matt really like i did like a kickflip off his little like banana bench mm-hmm. and it was probably about a about at his head height like i launched up there and sucked her up and <laughs> he was, like, just, just look in his eyes like i like, don't think he'd see me skateboard like that and like, mm-hmm. i don't like to do um you know high impact stuff like that launch myself like i used to uh, so it was nice to do it because I landed it, but yeah. that was probably one of the better ones. It was a really good, you know, kick flip and you get that back foot up. It's just not much better than that, you know. Um, but I am working on uh, some inward heels, so when I land out, I'll let you know because that'll be <laughs> that's it. 
you know again back to the low impact thing i'm like i'm just gonna just do flat ground why not yeah Keep do some, some ledges you know back <laughs> sub out. there you go That's there you go <laughs> awesome lastly before we get into some bannock there it's i see that you got a golf bag there behind you did you get out mm. golfing much this year Mm-mm. no neither did i i mean you, oh yeah you golf yeah yeah oh sick yeah it, dude honestly the only problem with it is that everyone their brother and uncle golf now right? oh yeah <laughs> so it's not really fun to go out there for five hours and just sit there in the hot sun you're drinking twice the amount of beers you should smoking <laughs> twice the amount of joints you should so when you leave you're like exhausted it's like it's tough because you're out there for so long but i mean it's been fun i usually i'm kind of like get like the last minute call for so many tournaments from like families to my girl side of the family to whatever i you know i used to be an eight handicap i call myself maybe a 12 if i'm lucky now but in for a scramble it's it's nice i can yeah pull out there it's okay I happen to be tall and I can use my technology. I also worked at a golf course for five years. Oh, really? Job. That's cool. So just like, uh, that was, yeah. Yeah. Just like pro shop, cleaning carts, just kind of work myself up. And it, eventually, you know, it was, I was at a golf course all the time. So I played you know, varsity golf and did all that round, got out of school for that. I mean, it's now a better sport to play in school because to practice, you just don't go to school and you get to go play golf for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool and as a stoner yep it's pretty good (laughs) so it was like it was was a no-brainer for me to be in 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 the golf um also my grandpa is uh was it was a huge golfer so i uh just got forced into it but this year and even last year since covid hit Mm -hmm. i uh i don't like the whole sit and wait and do anything unless i'm with some boys or we're doing a tournament or in it for some money it's hard. It's it's tough, but we're getting up onto my favorite golf season. I love golfing in the fall. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than the aerated greens, I love it. So, yeah. You got some nice courses out in your area, though. Oh, yeah, totally. For sure. I went to a really, uh, like, I went to a, like a par three, uh, a couple of weeks ago in Toronto. I don't golf that much. Um, like I said, I only golfed, I think I only golfed like twice this season. Um, but this was just like a par three. It's Daytonia, I believe. It was just like this, like, like, oh, cool. like, like the pro shop was like, it was in Toronto, but it was like literally connected to like a subway stop. Like it was like, it's, <laughs> like you're, it, it's, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. Just, it's like a city park that you're allowed to play i always golf wanted in. i always wanted to play and it was one of those things that you're like you're sitting there and you're like oh damn you don't have <laughs> golf clubs like, you <laughs> and you're not about to this like yeah give me a six iron like you're not just gonna like whatever. yeah that was a great place that's fun yeah i have a friend that works out at uh cherry something out in the niagara region but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's there's some crazy courses out that way.
Uh, yeah, let's get into some anecdotes. Uh, tell me some of the stories that you have from being in a band or like being on the road with the bands or uh, being around them or even booking them. I mean, it's tough to start. And it's, uh, you know, I got to like think with everyone being adults in mind because like some of the <laughs> wild stories are just, you know, we were young. <laughs> and it, was before social, it was before everyone and their grandma had Instagram, you know? Yeah. So, it was just a different time, but as far as like, you know, random, it's been, I've been in with enough bands and like, you know, especially with Party Cat all my time, with Party Cat was like four years and those guys were all, you know, four, you know, four or five years older than me. So I was just, you know, I was just a kid. I was just kind of there. And the funniest thing is, it's all the worst things that usually happen to them, whether it was like, you know, them setting a pillow on fire inside the van or stuff like that. It would all happen with that when I wasn't there. It all happened when I was meeting them at the show. I didn't bother to go to the gym and pack up all that shit because I didn't have to do that. But that's where they would forget to lash the trailer and stuff like that. Because I'm a check it three, twice, three times because a guy. <laughs> and that's why I've toured with fans. Um, but as, fun, as far as like a, a big story with them is that when I was thinking about it is one, one night, it was pretty late. We used to do a lot of night drives. And anyone that's, that's toured, you know, when you're driving for, you know, six, seven, eight hours, that third gas tank, it, 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 you get loopy, man. Like, you just everyone involved. So you always got to have someone shotgun. I was usually always a shotgun guy or DJ or whatever you want to call it, pounding Red Bulls with everyone. Um, so one night we were up there, and we had just gone to Costco, and we got this family pack of beef jerky. We all love beef jerky. It's a small little bag. We are just crushing these things. And uh, we're just, it kind of gets through and I look over and see he's like tipping up a bag and he tips it over and he's eating it. And then he looks, and he looks in the bag and he's like, the fuck? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, there's no white silica pack thing. And I was like, there has to be, dude. Like, there's no way they didn't just put it in there. But it's in every single one. And like, he's like, check your bag. And I, and I pulled it right out of my bag. It was, it was right there. So he's sitting there being like, I ate it. I ate it. There's no other way because we were crushing them, right? Like we had so many of them, and so he went on for about a half hour about like you know we're researching how bad are they? Found a thing my kid ate one, like that. It was we went. Of course, I'm looking all this stuff up, and it's like, dude, this is not looking good. So he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna redirect myself to a hospital. Like we just dove into it, right? And then yeah, about a half, at least half hour goes on. He's sitting there, he's like. He's just, he's basically committed to, he's like, what, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he lifts up his Red Bull and he drinks from it. And this thing falls right from the bottom of the Red Bull. And we had <laughs> checked everything. We checked all the cup holders, but it stuck to the bottom because it was so small, right? And he took it out before he even took the first bite, right? Um, but it was like that always thing. I was dying laughing. Like, he just be accepted fate. I'm like, how do you, how do you, you didn't eat that. Like, you would know if you ate one of those. You got a thing right <laughs> and again it's only like that, that type of shit only happens when you're driving for so long yeah you know? like it was just as simple as me looking it up and finding that story with the kid too i was like oh god you good bro <laughs> yeah it's like your brain you goes saying? i just started laughing and he's like what what how bad is it how bad is it how bad is it right <laughs> yeah your brain's just on autopilot mode when you're driving that much Seriously, and like you know, once you get once you get through that last rebel in, the, in your four pack, you're like, this is not good for anybody, including <laughs> myself. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. I mean, honestly, with that band, like we we would there were so many times that it's like you know we would just get ourselves into like you know not not, not even like crazy situations, but they were just the parties. 
we would just, you know, we get invited to the party, and it was just like, oh my god! Like it was sometimes like certain tours were like endless, and it was like we always got a place to stay, we always had stuff. It was like it was weird. We never, I never really, especially with Party Cat, we always had wild, we had some wild stories, but like everything was pretty good because everyone was kind of older. Everyone was like, we were right kind of after something there for a while there, um, and then you know probably the best story to come out of that was when we all hung out with Etid for like three days straight. And oh, that's right. Partied in partied in cornwall um just because that was the glue between all of us that was all of our favorite bands that was everything so like we were just all like little fanboys for like a little <laughs> bit i was like the only ones with a head on straight because i was doing merch with andy the whole time he was uh he was running their merch and like, he honestly got like 20 packs of freaking dr pepper in like the first hour the doors were open it was unbelievable oh wow like i thought that was just a rumor not at all like, <laughs> not at all and he just kept stacking it and stacking it if you want one take freaking the whole case like, <laughs> so funny um so anyway, we end up going back to this uh nightclub view nightclub and like that's where you know you kind of find out that like that band is really unique in a sense of like all like they don't really hang out together it's kind of kind of weird um but they like the party even andy being straight edge who's sitting there with a freaking pitcher of a virgin like daiquiri blended something with like a bunch <laughs> of umbrellas in it and he's just sitting with a big swirly straw and I don't know, we're sitting there, we're pretty like toasted. And I turn around and see this, and I just couldn't help but like bust out laughing. <laughs> the biggest guy in the room. He didn't, he had like an open shirt, like just, he was drinking this thing. And I was like, this guy just loves to hang out. And so, like, yeah, and he talked her ear off for like an hour. It was just such a cool experience of knowing how down to earth all those guys were. And it's like, that shit doesn't just, just doesn't happen, you know? Um, and then they were like, yo, like, we'll try and get you on 20 minutes on the snack show and got us. And like, they started getting us these windows and then they wore our shirts on stage or, or you know, ran the shirt on stage was huge. And they wore part of that shirt at Riot Fest. That was a trip. Um, that was, you know, it was just stuff like that was, was really, really cool, especially out of that band. But, mm-hmm. um, with, with Tommy and Soul Tucker, there was, uh, one particular case when Philadelphia was pretty funny and this is like a good example of like you're not in canada anymore you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're we're down there we got hooked up you know we're, we're playing at we're, we're staying at a good spot a relative place you know we're all we're all you know sitting pretty but like we're in like middle, we're not like really in the middle of nowhere we're in a place where like we need some freaking weed like we are just chilling out a pool like we don't <laughs> have anything sucks like it's, it's like that's one of the biggest issues right is not being able to cross the border and then you're kind of like scrambling constantly getting a few here and there and it's between an entire band that's most sucks um so we're just like we don't know where to go we're going to malls trying to skate park it just didn't find anything it was raining it sucks. so we just i all of a sudden i'm like boys fire up your tinder and just start finding it and then as soon as you match get the like hey do you know where we did because they're <laughs> local they, people somehow people will know within an hour we got it nice we got the link we got whatever yeah i got you i'll get you an eight. Oh my god all right dick hook you up with my you know my boyfriend's friend we go we roll up everything seems legit god comes out of the house like everything's cool comes up uh i had like, eric has a 20 bucks in his hand the guy has like a bag and he literally just takes the 20 bucks and then just runs oh no <laughs> it, was like, it was like i was like 35 bucks whatever he just runs and we just watch him just run into the distance <laughs> and we're just like sick yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know what to do we just sat there and then like after like two minutes we just bursted out laughing being like we're in fucking philly where do we think we are right yeah now? like what do we think was gonna happen and we were just so like tunnel vision 
they're like i'm like i'm like all of a sudden i look around there's a car full of like four kids clearly in on it this kid's now hiding in the bushes i look over at this house i'm like this is not their house like it, <laughs> it, it was like oh man i was just such a like setup but um that was really funny and then luckily the next day i you know throw the little sign down and we're in i don't know uh I don't know where we were. we were in like North Carolina, South Carolina. And like, luckily we stayed at a guy's place and like, they thought the story was so funny. <laughs> we ended up getting everything we needed, but it was uh, definitely like a, where the hell are we kind of deal. And we just didn't, you know, didn't realize. I, I mean, I'm on that same thing. I, we got to, I got to drive by Love Park. That was cool. That's cool. <laughs> Literally yeah. drive by it under construction. <laughs> you know, it was almost sadder than anything else. You didn't get but, to go to the, yeah. the, I can't, I can't think of the name, the park underneath like the underpass in Philly. FDR? No. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that's a little bit deeper. And like I said, it was like, I, I, I still kind of regret it because I should have made that road. That's where I would have met someone and been able to <laughs> them like, yo. Um, but it just wasn't the best uh, weather. I mean, it was like, so that was kind of like off the table in my mind, but I still regret it. Plus we went to like the big O not too long before that. Um, I was trying to hit Thrasher's spot, and oh, cool! It was between that and Love Park, and I kind of was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> "We didn't even do it. We didn't even park. It was like driving up there's a nightmare, dude." Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, I'm trying to think, other stories. Uh, well, in that same tour, we went to Georgia. We were at this venue. I, I should have looked up what it was called. The Allman Brothers got their start there. It's in Macon, Georgia. Oh, cool. Um, so you could like smoke inside it you could do all this stuff and it was like just full of history right like it's all like it was all like bluegrass names and stuff had come up there so there was a lot of like rich like black history there which was really interesting like seeing like the hall of fame and seeing all these blues artists and learning about them and stuff like that and talking to the owners it was super 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 cool but like what we didn't know is that upstairs we had like had the show and the show was going on and we're all cool we had all these green rooms so we were just you know up there for hours just having fun and then we come down and there was a Motown night downstairs. So all of a sudden it was like a full on party. And like us being a little, like little Canadians, we had, we had never really seen anything like that. So then we go down and go outside and I'm like, oh my God. And uh, so I was, it was kind of getting chilly. So I was like going on, I was going to like change my shirt or whatever. And I changed it out of my short through the pants. And so I like cracked the doors open like you normally do and across the parking lot and I like, change it. <laughs> I like was very excited, tinted windows, obviously. No, he just gets out of his car, I was, like, oh shit. And I was like in my underwear. Six. Huge guy. I was like, oh fuck me. He's like, oh, you do white boy? I was like, oh fuck. Whatever. Right? I was like, oh, just instantly like, I'm not from here. I'm Canadian. We're doing resume. You're Canadian and started asking me all kinds of questions. People love Canadians out there, right? Mm-hmm. And as he's asking me these questions, I'm like bustle my pants off. It's super weird. <laughs> like proceeds to take a gun out of his ankle, one out of his back, opens his trunk, and there's like more there's more shit in his trunk, puts him away. <laughs> takes another one out puts it in then he goes takes one out of his truck and then puts that one in he was soft and then closes closes it and walks inside and just me being you know just you don't see that shit yeah and i had a full conversation with guys going on trying not to like stutter being like oh my god more guns <laughs> i've ever seen in my life and you just had them on you it's like a john um, wick and like i just was sitting there was like holy shit and he walked away and i like chain smoked like three cigarettes being like what the fuck happened <laughs> Like, it was so strange to me. It was just, but just because, like, you're just, like, you don't see that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was just different. And then throughout the whole night, it just, 
all of a sudden it, we were, it was like we were, yeah, Georgia was a lot Georgia. There was, you know, just Impalas with the 30 inch rims everywhere. There was neon, there was like a parade of everyone just partying in this town. We had no idea where we were. <laughs> we then went to the next show and we said that we played there and everyone's like, how did you, like, are you okay? And I'm like, y'all are crazy. Cause once you get to South Carolina, man, there's some people that are just, the separation is, is unbelievable in the States. It's really disheartening. Um, so like, we were like, no, we were good with friends. Like, and they, I was chilling with people. I was, I was in on the blunt circle. Like it was, yeah, <laughs> I was happy to be there. I'm like, this is what touring is all about. Like you see the craziest spots and the craziest situations that you would be no business, you know, like being in, but we happened to be there and it was, it was fun. And again, like it's a, it's a story to tell. And like, I own the reason why I like it is just because of where else would that happen? How else would that happen? Like that doesn't just happen, you know, anywhere. And everyone down there, it's just, it's just a different world. You know, it is, it is very, very different. And in a good way, I think, you know, like they're, they're very free. They're very like independent where we're all worried about everything, including our, each other. And it's like, that's good. That's the Canadian way, but they're very like, Hey, let's go. Um, yeah. Or like we slept in, especially in that church, we slept on a parking lot. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which is sick. We didn't have any room in the van because we were in a freaking Pontiac, Montana, I think, or whatever, wherever it is. <laughs> Tiny little van. So yeah, we like got the yoga mats, put it on the, on the pavement, sat there for, I don't know, the whole, most of the night as long as we could. Just Tommy and I sleeping there on the ground. And then, in the morning, I hear start you know you start hearing people cars getting pushed around, whatever. All of a sudden, there's like a bunch of studs right by our head. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Turn around. The employees went, got us like a gallon of milk, a gallon of freaking orange juice, a box of donuts, uh, bagels, cream cheese, like all this stuff, and dumped it under head with like a little bag thing. We're like, what? <laughs> they saw our license plates. The manager happens to have a nephew or some crap that lives in Woodstock. Oh, interesting. He saw the Ontario plates. He goes, yeah. And then he just wanted to like talk to me. He's like, hey, you know what it looks like? I'm like, he's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they instantly realized how far away we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in like the middle of, middle of Tennessee somewhere. And it knew that we were like, sleeping on the ground, like whatever. And so they just like hooked us up. And it was like Southern uh, hospitality right there. Totally. Like, this is Southern hospitality, you know. Also down there, like every variety store you walk into, it's like, hey, how are y'all doing? You all want to me? It just <laughs> everyone is so curious and nice. And it's probably because we stand out like a freaking sore thumb, but it's more of just like, you know, we're just, you're we're always happy to be there. So you got to enjoy the little things around tour. And you're in the middle of like Myrtle Beach, like you're like, boys, we're like freaking beach jumping in the ocean <laughs> you know, all the y'all are just playing hardcore songs for 100 bucks a night like it's, it's pretty sick yeah like you really got to grind it down um but yeah like it's as far as like crazy tour stories for me personally all of them stem from shitty promoters whether you know unfortunately <laughs> threatening them or being like well give me the equivalent of 150 dollars if you don't have 150 dollars yeah um and, and that that happened way too often um but there's, there's there's a lot of like shit there it's like Oshawa and peterborough seem to be like cursed for whatever weird reason but <laughs> is what it is and uh yeah like i don't care if you come running out and you just stole a case of beer from that venue i'm gonna take back i'll take it i'll take that right <laughs> off your hands and throw it in the van let's go because that's on you today on me son so it's like whatever that happens a couple times or you know it's 
taking a guy's access back hostage until he pays us a hundred dollars for the package. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's things like that that you just those are the stories that people don't like to talk about. I like to talk about it because it's like, guess what? Don't be a shit promoter. Or if you're going to be a shit promoter. I'm going to make you know your shit promoter. And yeah, you can sit there and blacklist people and stuff nowadays, but if something like that happens to you, you're probably not going to book a show again. Right. And if I can save someone else from getting ripped off, then perfect. Yeah. We had a couple, we had a guy around here that was, you know, kind of ripping off fans and then they would still keep coming back. I'm like, why are you coming back? You ripped off. Like, oh, oh, oh. He said his overhead. I'm like, he's having his fucking overhead. He got a new bong the next day. Fuck off. <laughs> you know? So it doesn't, you know, it, there's, there's, I just, I, I can't stand that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of like, you know, unfortunately in the wild stories stemmed from stuff like that or, you know, us realizing we're not going to get paid. So guess what, venue? Um, or, <laughs> you know, or, or it comes down from people just being too drunk <laughs> and I don't really feel comfortable saying things on it, on their behalf. <laughs> it's really funny. But yeah, through the transitions of all the different bands, I mean, even the short stint when I had with uh, Weston there. Oh, yeah. Man, I wish, I wish we could have done that longer. Cause we had a, it was, it was a lot, it was pretty fun. Like when I did a little short little run and mm-hmm. I helped them out, but I had fun with that band. And I think that they could have really done something. If it just didn't really, it just wasn't their time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the States is a lot more fun than Canada. I will say that I only went to the States like twice, been across Canada like twice or three times East coast, like four times. States is way better. Yeah, it's just better. There's so many more major cities in between. It's that gas is like hella cheap. Food yeah, hella cheap. No taxes. Um, you get paid a hundred bucks a night. You fill up your tank. It's like thirty bucks. And then you go to Taco Bell. Everyone orders. It's twenty dollars. Yeah. Like, dude. Like, no wonder why you can actually you can actually make a profit and you're and you're like balling out out there. <laughs> you know, you can actually go out to a freaking Bob Evans and everyone pay eleven bucks a head for all you can eat buffet. Like, that's what you do. Like, right. That doesn't exist here. Right? It, it's like you know you pick your battles obviously with the food, but once you figure it out, once you get comfortable and your stomach adjusts, it's like <laughs> you can really go far. Or even if you just want to go into Walmart and fill up a cooler with like, you know, whatever, like alternatives, like th- there's a ton now available, um, like for the, especially in like the vegan side, they hit way harder over there. So uh, especially like, you know, touring with people that have different diets, um, it's way easier now than it obviously ever was. But in the States, it's even easier because mm-hmm. they have like so much more fast food options and convenient like random little like to-go stuff mm-hmm. um right and it, it, it's just stuff that doesn't exist here or like even like even like the 7-elevens and stuff like that the gas stations they have all these you know like the, the vegan energy drinks the the, the coffees the, the all of that stuff the the creamers like there's just an oat milk was like a thing well before i was here i love oat milk Big mm-hmm. I'm lactose, so it's like I, I i get it like i'm all for this change but it was way easier for people to pack a cooler out there than it was here and way cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, and they have these little rest stops and you just have outlets. So if you got a griddle or something, you can like fire up a taco party. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so short lease, they do it all the time. And I'm like, that's how it's up. A cold shoulder did it with them. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> we have on routes, but we're just going to go to the A&W. That's there. The, the, yeah. Right? Like, they they just have vending machines and sometimes it's good enough, but uh, that that that's a perfect uh, segue into my next question. What's your go-to gas station mm. snack? Is, is it is it God? Is it uh, that, beef jerky? 
No. No? It depends. That's a good call, though. It depends. See, this is the thing. It's like, it depends where you're at. And, and, and like, it de- if I'm in the middle of a tour, like, you're, like, you're, you're eating a gas station for sustenance. Mm-hmm. just as much as you are for joy because my, especially if money's tight like you can't you know <laughs> something's not on sale or like two for two like shit you know yeah. it's outside of it you're gonna have to bite <laughs> the bullet right um but like uh i would honestly reese cups are definitely no matter what or any form of the reese yeah uh, right any brand enough. of reese any brand it somehow feels like i'm eating breakfast Crush <laughs> one of those in the morning you're like yeah peanut butter right there's gotta be something going on there you go uh the peanuts but yeah as far as like a lot of people that have thrown with me they usually get what i get because i have gone and gone through so many things part of the reason why i love the states because all of a sudden you're like i don't know any of this i need to try it all um it, it's always fun and like that's the, and again the joint enjoying the little things when you're on tour is getting some weird wacky ass fucking snacks yeah and you're like whatever <laughs> mixing them together you're like who would have thought like let's get like three bags of combos throw them all in one giant chip bag and then we got like this crazy trail mix combo <laughs> um, love combos that's a good that's a good go-to so we're there talking go. salty definitely on the combo tip nice um but yeah it's it, it was always for me it's always the reason definitely hands down um yeah um if losing uh if losing sight was uh as big as metallica and you were gonna play like a huge arena show what's the rock star dream writer what's in your green room writer the writer yeah jesus that's like impossible to answer that's basically like god like I, I wonder what their budget is for their rider yeah i know i eh? <laughs> that would be an interesting thing or do they just get something weird like a specific like veggie tray no no cauliflower yeah they just get um, like yeah <laughs> i don't yeah that's that's like a really interesting question i would have to say like it would be like a weird i would need like a weird um like almost like a celebrity thing. Like, you know, when you go to like certain places and certain celebrities come out, yeah, it'd almost be like, it'd be like funny, like backwards to like pay Seth Rollins to roll all my joints all night <laughs> just to have him do it. Right. You know what I mean, have his I'll commentary have for the weed and the joints, but it's like, I want them to come from Seth Rogen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, That's a great answer. And then like every single is someone else we're in you know we're in deep cali we're like i want snoop dog we're yeah. <laughs> over here just to like get that out of the way because i think that's like really interesting when uh other people or other artists go to see other artists and it's like that's like the first time they meet mm-hmm. while they're both giant but it's because one guy can get into another guy's green room yeah <laughs> of, like, um so i think that'd be really really like kind of funny to like once you, you know like you get as big as metallica you have the access to like you know, hang out with those people that you've always dreamed of hanging out with to be like, are you cool or not? You know? Um, <laughs> but like, ah, oh, fuck, that's such a weird question because it's like, I'm not really like a big drinker, obviously. But, right. Um, as far as like a food goes, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I would want like, maybe, oh, what's his name? I mean, I'd want, I'd want, um, hot wings from Sean Evans. Oh, that's a good like with all his like sauces and stuff. Yeah, like I want him to be my caterer. And give me <laughs> the wings. That's great, and, and then he'll obviously he'll deciding factor. He'll he'll do like a soft interview with you too as well. Just 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 by being there, I 
Because yeah. that's just the way he is. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why he's so natural at that job. Is that he's just a curious guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think it'd be cool. And then I, it, like if it, I, I could just imagine like being like, oh, this one's spicy. And they're like, oh, cool it off with the pineapple one. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, you know how else would you eat like that? I don't know. Like I feel like their budget is so extraordinary that like I'm not someone to be like I want caviar. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is caviar? You know? Um, it's more about the like how far could you push it without you know being stupid like a getting a a car or something (laughs) yeah where's the line (laughs) yeah and like to me i'm still thinking that we're in like you know 16 by 16 room like i'm not really (laughs) thinking that the green room is possibly like something else uh huge side story but we i had a friend uh friend from here and he used to play in a band called fine eyes bleed and he told me that when they were on tour with slayer um the drummer of another band that was playing between i can't remember the name he there wasn't room um in the green room for him to like set up and get warmed up and stuff like that he always had a different like kit to warm up on which is crazy to me but they set him up upstairs in the production room which happened to be hockey night in canada production desk oh cool so, like the studio desk is right there so they went up to visit him and they're like what the fuck so they just straight up just instantly without a question started rolling joints and just started smoking joints in the room at the desk so there's like pictures of them just chilling with like hockey night in canada and stuff and i'm like this is <laughs> incredible like you know what i mean so that might be something to answer it's like the green room is um some sort of you know place whether it's like the dressing room all right uh, we're in denver i want my green room to be the colorado avalanche dressing room perfect we're at boom we're at freaking uh, the ball center just change the name there we go remembered and uh yeah i want to be in the dressing room for my green room <laughs> I want to smell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want it to be clean. I want it to be... Don't wipe it down. No, I want to smell like the game before. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great answer. Uh, I've got one more question here for you. Uh, it's a big one, but you should be able to answer it. What are your top five favorite artists of all time? Uh, Every time I die, um, Devil Wears Prada. Power Trip, probably put Power Trip second if you want to go in order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, I mean, we he'd like die right into that, but like even if Riley was still here to this day, I would still have that same question. I would still have that same answer. Right, um, they're a great he's, band. He's, you know, teetering on getting set number one, but like I just you know I, you know, I can't I can't do it. Uh, and then we'll geez, we'll go to Turnstile as a um, more of a re- recent one. Again. Um, Yes, we can mark them down as a hardcore band, but I think they're a fusion band now. Yeah. Oh, I love that new record. Interesting thing. They've just been slowly going to this trend and now they hit it, but they still have those songs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't wait to see that band again. By far, number one band I've ever, like, you ever want to watch live and see live and have fun. Like, they're that super energetic. Like, unbelievable. So, like, they'll always have that. Another one, dude. Like, I don't know. That's, that's tough to go, like, legacy. Or not like this band has been like so important, but as far as like listening a lot and like go deep, I'll go invoke. Invoke is like the best band ever that no nice. one knows. So invoke? I don't I'll know if I've heard that band. Invoke, yeah, they're from South Carolina. <clears throat> um just one of those bands like we go down to Kentucky or used to once a year to go watch the festival because you see 
half the bands that you'll never know or never know who they are or you might never ever, ever see um just because there's a lot of like bands that have members of or yada yada right mm-hmm. like there's like the heart heart stoppers which is built off of inclination and risky fraser and knock loose like there's this, all these little bands that only play those shows so you start to like kind of learn but invoke was like just one of those bands that like played i had no idea who they were whatever and then we watched it and i was like what is this band why is this like the best like it's just exactly <laughs> what I like, you know what I mean? Like it's just weird. Like they're not really a hardcore band, but they are a hardcore band. But they're like more of like a deathcore band. It's weird, mm-hmm. right? And they've so well respected in through the hardcore realm and everything that I think it's like they're so like under the radar, but so 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 good. I have to check that them out. I can't help but like you know. And anytime I show them to people, they're like, "This is so sick." So it's like. Our band, we have directly ripped off a lot of their right <laughs> not ripped off, but like that's where it comes Inspired. from. Like, yes. And that's the one thing I don't want to stress any any less is that our band is bringing nothing new to the table. <laughs> it is just we're just playing music and we're playing as many or as many open notes as we can just to have fun. Dude. Yeah, so you're just gonna have, have fun. fun. Have some fun, stir the pot, play for 15 minutes, and you know. If your girlfriend wants to go see Motionless and White, well, guess what? We'll open, and it'll be worthwhile. So, <laughs> I'll do it. All right? I don't know. What's another popular metal? Wage War would be popular. Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? But that's what I'm all excited for, because COVID has been this big reset. All of a sudden, Spearbox is the biggest fucking band. And they They're weren't huge. even a band two years ago. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, um, that's amazing. Like, think about that. That, like, as far as metalcore is concerned, it's, like, who's going to, like, do some really good pull? Like, when Edie and I are sitting there thinking, like, who, who are you going to get? Spearbox is number one on that list. And we have, or he has, booked every one of their other bands. I've seen every one of their other bands, mm-hmm. right? But it's so cool to have that. And it's, like, the connects are all right there. They know where they're coming. They want to come to London. They want to come to Ontario. Like, it's just a matter of time. And it's so cool that they'll pull, who knows? We yeah. might end up moving the show from our runners to the main hall. Who knows? Yeah. We, I, 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 I don't know because it's hard to go off of listen, right? Like, there's no proven ticket sales. There's no, yeah. even I, I can only imagine the uh, agents right now. What do we charge? How, how, yeah. How do we do this? Yeah, and uh, you saw that they were going to open for. I know that you mentioned uh, Limp like, Biscuit, yeah. yeah. That's, honestly, I'll go. I would say Limp Biscuit, but it's just like ah. it, it, it's tough. I, the amount I listen to it is probably more than the average person that says <laughs> they like Limp Biscuit. Um, because I like Gold Cobra and shit that like people aren't supposed to like. <laughs> but it's just like it's weird how it's almost like white noise to me sometimes, like the way that he flows through stuff, and I'm like. His lyrics are so childish and so stupid that I can never say that like, I like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like the idea of it. It's more of like, you know, what he did and how he shook up the music market mm-hmm. and fashion and mm-hmm. all of that. Like, come on. Like, you got to respect the guy for that. Spearbox so, definitely brings in some of that new new metal vibes too, eh? Uh, yeah. I would say that they... Uh, are definitely like you know they're they're teetering on that point where they're like technical but not mm-hmm. overly technical you know mm-hmm. um and i think like you know especially with fallen archaea like that was they were such a band that was like especially in that gent time where everybody was trying to do it i always thought that they should have gotten more of the you know more of a more light um 
And now I think this is where this is almost like that, but given all of the, you know, the beautifulness of it, right? There's like, there's, there's not a lot of edge to it. There's more beauty in what they're doing. And I think that like is really cool because there's not a lot of bands that are heavy, but like you're wearing a, their merch or like even the name or the album art or whatever. Like it's so non-offensive and so anti what it kind of sounds like most songs, right? But I think it's, it's brilliant because they'll transcend the core right they'll go into the you know that xm radio crowd which they did and that's why it happened so from a music and a design standpoint i'm all about it i'm, mm-hmm. all, I'm like i was all in well i'm all in from just the members alone but you know fuck man crazy i never would have thought bill from living with lions to that like come on yeah really it's interesting and like, and like straight up, like there's a few of us that we've been following the guy on Instagram forever. We seize off that guy so much. And then he just continues to impress, you know, mm-hmm. and I, lo- I love that. Right on. Well, Jameson, I think we're going to end it there. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this for me. Where can the listeners find all the social medias? And if there's anything else you have left a plug or give a shout outs to now would be your time. All right. Um, so first off, thank you, Phil. This has been thank fun. Um, I think it's really, really, really great that you're stepping up and doing this, especially in our little but strong market. I think as shows come back and as things happen, things will continue to grow. And uh, yeah, especially down to the playlist and all those little curated things that you're doing is great. So in respect to that, uh, you can catch our song on the Bandicoot's playlist. I don't know which song you added. I forgot to look at that. I, 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 I put on uh, Initiator and uh, Crown uh, Crown Shyness. Okay, that's why. Yeah, I put Perfect. it on the, the new music of the uh, month episode, except two. Yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry. Go to www.losingsite.ca. Every single link you're going to need is right there. Good old link tree. Kept it easy. And then I get to see how many people click on, our, on the little website URL there. Always nice. Way too much stats nowadays to see. Sucks. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, and uh, and as far as anything else to shout out, I mean, everyone just stay healthy, stay patient. Uh, don't put a decal on your van. Uh, <laughs> I don't know any other. Usually, I, I was surprised. I thought you were going to ask me for some for some tips for some young touring vans. <laughs> and it was really, that was it. That was all I was going to say. I'm like, don't put a sticker on your van. Like, just don't. There put you a go. Sticker on it. Yeah, if you have any more tips for the young touring vans, do you have any? Uh, be patient. Number one, yeah, you can make a ton of money off of merch if you do it right. Just ask, just 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 sell it and just freaking play shows. And um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's like just just make friends and just do your best to just be there. Go support uh, and talk to people. That's the only way, you know. It's not always through the putting your music on online. It was really hard for me to put our music out without playing a show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and obviously with these times, like just, just don't be, uh, don't be ashamed of yourself and just push it, push your stuff out there. It's really hard for me to do that. But that's the biggest thing is to stay patient, you know, and let your music speak for itself. And as you play shows and people start to realize, it's like, just, just keep it going. And uh, don't burn yourself out is the biggest thing. You know, if something doesn't feel right, if you don't feel like you should be, you know, stressing yourself out to do a four day tour, like just 
just don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. Keep your finances where they should be. Reinvest in yourself and just, you know, don't risk it. The amount of bands that I have literally been a part of and seen break up because of a tour that just didn't make sense. Or, you know, if you're not prepared and you're not ready, don't push it. That's the biggest thing. And again, patience, man. Mm-hmm. Start from the ground level. Right on. Uh, especially like, you know, like that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. And use all of your network, no matter what. That's the <laughs> biggest thing. Like make friends. And because eventually when you get to our age, it's, things come a lot easier because you know people in different spots. Right. Um, and you never know. You never know. Don't burn bridges because you never know when people are going to show up again, right? That's just that. Um, there's, there's, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple people out there that are like, I don't care if you don't come to my shows because I don't have to book your band. Yeah. So it is what it is and it, it's fine. And uh, yeah, um, that's about it, man. Thank you per- so much for having me. Perfect. Well, you heard it here. Awesome. We're going to end the show with Discord by Losing Sight. Take it easy. There you have it, folks. That was my conversation with Jameson Barry of Losing Sight. I got the show started off with a tune of theirs called Never There. And in the middle there, we played the title track, Fear of Death. 
And in the end there, as you heard, that was Discord, all off of the EP that just came out in September. Go support them. You could go check them out on their band camp or I think he said losingsight.com. Uh, yeah, great EP. Definitely, you know, for fans of Knock Loose and like the Acacia Strain, that really heavy, you know, style, but still has that those hardcore elements to it. Uh, but as you heard him say, he would never call himself a hardcore band. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review. Like I said, if you want to support the show, pick up a t-shirt. Just hit me up directly for that. If you want to be a guest on the show, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. It's been a good one this week, but I'm quite tired. The long weekend has me stuffed full of turkey. Uh, I hope you had a great weekend as well. I'm going to get out of here, though. Take it easy, folks. <laughs>